name, so nice to remember it, of Talking Trotters. It's the podcast, of course, looking back at the week's development from Bolton Wanderers Football Club from the point of view of the fans. That's us. We've got me, Jim, in the studio. We've got Chris, we've got Danny, and we've got Anthony as well. And uh, we've got plenty to talk about today. I mean... Where do we even start with what's been going on with Bolton Wonders over the past week? Can we say the takeover's nearly completed or is that just going off what was released by Football Ventures or the administrators acting on their behalf? Well, I mean, apparently it should be done by the end of the week, but it ain't the first time we've heard that. It's not, and the EFL have told us to hurry up about it. Oh yeah, the EFL sticking the roar in. The thing is, with, with the EFL getting involved, <clears throat> saying hurry up, it's like, as if... People aren't trying to get it done. It's like as if people just kicking back and having a bit of a chilling hotel. Like, oh, should we get this deal done? Let's go to sauna. It's like that's not happening. The EFL going, oh, come on, hurry up, guys. How's that news? They can, honestly, the EFL are the most impotent, defunct, rubbish outfit I've ever heard of. Well, maybe not ever heard of, but you know what I mean. They're, they're terrible. They're not good at football management. Like they're not good at managing the game of football. They just all they're there for is to just like a parade of chairman. And let's get the fixtures done. That's all. They, that's all they are. Did anyone see the statement that they released asking why aren't you doing more about the situation with Bolton and Berry? And the statement just seemed to reek of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was me trying to blow a raspberry, by the way. <laughs> it was, it, the literally that like, the statement they released might as well have just gone because we don't have to. So shut up. Yeah, much like because so, yeah. we don't need to. We don't care about your clubs. All they care about is the chairman of clubs and thus the money in football. And that's all that the FL care about. They're all interested in sorting themselves out and looking after themselves. And that's why when a club goes into administration, the club are punished and not the idiot running the place that's put them in that position. They just walk off scot-free. They might have lost a bit of money in the club, but there's no other punishment to them. The club get punished with a points deduction and whatever else might be thrown their way, and the owners just walk off and do something else. Or, you know, as we've seen, swan off back to Monaco and just complain about the money that he is owed by the football club. It was your business. If you want to put money into it, put money into it. Don't borrow it money. That's the lamest thing ever. I've got loads of money. I'll come and save your club, but I want it all back if it goes wrong. Get Ben. That's actually the most safest insurance policy I've ever heard. Yeah, it's like I'll invest my money, but if if it goes if it all goes to shit and we have no money, I want my money back. But then we won't have any money. How can we give it you back? Doesn't matter. I'm just going to sit in Monaco and I'm going to shout. Yeah, does that. But what about the Brentford game? (laughs) AFL doing anything about that? Uh, (laughs) No, this this is something that the AFL should be doing something about because this is a fixture that needs to be fulfilled. Well, it's a bit pointless now, Jim. You know, that's that's their. uh, Let let them have the one goal win. That's probably well, why. Yeah, but I mean, they, they've. Oh, hurry up with your takeover. It's yeah. causing us problems. What are you really? doing with that? What were you doing that other thing from last year that we were supposed to be getting punished by? Oh, um. Look over there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Look, a distraction. Off we go. They've rubbished the AFL, and the sooner that, that they get reformed, and I mean, I know that the Premiership uses the same kind of template of the chairman being like the committee kind of thing, but. It just seems like the biggest conflict of interest, and I don't understand how anybody can run anything, be it sporting or business, where the people making the rules for the business are the people that run the businesses within the organisation. Because they're never going to vote for anything that favours the fans or the customers, as we so often hear football fans called these days. They're never going to listen 
to them. They're never going to do something for them. They're always going to do it for the chairman. And if it's going to cost them money, they're not going to be happy about it. And it's not going to happen. Now, in the Premier League, it works because there's that much money in the Premier League that the fans are just happy to be there. And being in the Premier League is the, the, the reward in itself. Even when you're having a bad season in the Premier League, at least you're still in the Premier League. But then you drop into the Football League and there's clubs in danger of going out of business and they don't care. They just care about themselves. That's all they seem to care about. And that's what frustrates me about the AFL. They might as well not be there. They might as well be literally an independent body that say, we make sure fixtures are fulfilled and we have a, rule, a set of rules if they're not. And then another independent body going, we deal with administrations and we issue the punishments. Because the chairman being there just doesn't doesn't work and it's as we've seen in the Premier League with that should the top six get more money than the rest of the league in TV rights the only people that are voting for that is the teams that are either in the top six or think they can be in the top six teams that don't think they're in the top six aren't going to vote for that and the other teams are trying to convince them to do it because the chairman like well we should have more money because exactly but then you also get to the point then that then that top six in five, six, seven years' time will always be that top six. Whereas if you look back, you know, say ten years ago, the top six was different from the way, what it is now. Not hugely different, but there is there have been some differences. If teams were given t- the TV money on a ratio of where they finished, what's the point in prize money? Because that's what prize money is. You get a different prize money from where you finish. It should be done like anything else on time. If you're putting in the same amount of effort as somebody else, then why should they be getting more money for doing exactly the same thing, which is putting out a team to be on television? True. Or they could just say, this is the pot for TV rights. It's 24 teams in the league, split between 24, those are equal shares. Exactly, done. yeah. And that's how it's done in the Premier League and the other teams. And I think that's how it's... Well, obviously, it's done in the Football League between all the Football League. So it's a much, a much smaller pie being shared it shouldn't, by... It shouldn't, they shouldn't do it that way. It should be each much, individual league. Yeah. Here's your pot, here's your pot, your but obviously the only time the League 1, 2 games really get on TV is international break. Yeah. Anyway, so it's not yeah, like they're true. often on. As we know full-heartedly by the fact that Bolton and Berry's game is on Sunday the 8th of September. Well, might Scheduled be Scheduled to. Might be, might be on, if those teams... Either of those teams still exist at that point. Although Bury have managed to get something sorted out this week, haven't they? Yeah, they do seem to be heading in the right direction, at least. But by all accounts, they are going to be in a similar situation to Bolton being on minus 12 points at the start of the campaign yeah. as a result of the accepting this CVA that was agreed upon at the High Court last week. Yeah, I think it's something they needed to do. They needed to get that guy out because he was another chairman that was like, that seems to have the attitude of, I've lost my temper because what I want to happen hasn't happened, so I'm going to kill this club. By selling all its assets. Which is what Ken Anderson looked like he was going to do. And that's, and, and as we saw from the reports, Again, they were only reports. I don't know how much truth is in them. But there were reports that Ken Anderson was trying to hold on to the hotel, even though he'd ruined the club. He wanted to sell the hotel himself. It's like, how can that even be an option? Wouldn't that partly explain why there are joint administrators right now? Well, maybe, which I think is a ludicrous idea, but got to touch on the Preston friendly, really, haven't we? What Preston friendly? Exactly. You can imagine how great it was from Neil and I's point of view when we were ready to do Saturday Sport and yeah. the news comes out, oh, by the way, Preston friendly's off. Just more. Just more. And then and then invite Accrington Stanley to cover it. <coughs> Who are they? 
Drink milk. What was it? What is this? Is this the game that was supposed to be uh, the Leyland? Yeah, 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 that's the one. Well, yeah, I thought so. The one that was saying was practically going to be an home game for Preston. Didn't it even end up being a game at all. <laughs> oh no, it did. It was about one thousand one hundred turned up last night, from what I can gather. Oh, there you go. Not quite as impressive as the seven hundred or so that appeared in the T Twenty final last night between Orich and Lostock. Yeah, no, that sounded like a good do. Where were you, by the way? I was well. I was at work. All oh, right, there um, we go. And then later on, I probably could have popped in later on, but I was just like, yeah, it's too warm <laughs> for life. <laughs> too warm. But talking about friendly games, though, Oldham pull out as well. Now this was yeah. a bit odd from Bolton's point of view. In the it was it, Oldham that called it, wasn't it? Yeah, they just looked at the situation and thought, well, I know we've had it bad, but oof. Yeah, well, as we said last week, you know our shambles has started to impact on other other clubs' pre-seasons now. Yeah. And all of them just went, you know what? We're not going to take that risk. We don't want to miss a pre-season game because you lot can't get your shit together. So we'll invite Stockport County. We'll do someone else. Instead. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, you know, we'll just play somebody else. Yeah, Stockport County this weekend. Yeah, and to be fair, Stockport County probably got a better squad than us at the moment. They're also know, in a mess got, got, Well, stop. Yeah, but they've got more than like 12 players or whatever it is. But I think Stockport, a few years back, when they'd just been relegated from the Football League, they were in a load of yeah, trouble. And it was always thought, well, let's see what the supporters' trust can do with the running of the mm. club. And it never quite worked out for them in any positive no. way. And they but spent. They tried. They had six years, though. What, in have, the our, North. what have our supporters' trust ever done? Other Nothing. than old meetings. They exist. That's it. What meetings? When? Don't, I, I went to one once and, and they, where they said that they had no interest in buying the club and I put my hand up and was like, well, if you're not going to buy the club, what are you taking money off us for? And they were just like, oh, well, it's for the running and the thing. Honestly, what's the point? It's there. That seems like another thing that's just there to inflate people's egos and be like I'm involved in the supporters trust because they've never seemed to have done anything of any actual use I mean the last time we heard from them was when the administrators got appointed yeah and they, and they just commented and on it. it and they didn't say anything Nothing. they didn't say we're going to try and raise some yeah. money to buy the club or we're going to get involved in one of these consortiums and try and help them raise the money to buy the club they've just stood there going we're the supporters trust and it's like our club is sinking and we are looking like we, you know, we could. there's a poss- real possibility that the club might not exist what are the supporters trust doing just sitting watching What's the point in them? They might as well all just go home, have the tea, go to bed. I'm not particularly forced because I ended up signing the agreement form to get a card sorted out on the oh, yeah. 29th of February 2016. They never asked me to renew it because there's no 29th of February until next year, is there? Well, well yeah, that's true. Smart thinking, <laughs> smart thinking. But, yeah, weird. Because, you know, they were apparently... I'd heard that they were speaking to people at the Spirit of Shankly and people that were involved in the movement to get, you know, the Liverpool club changed hands when obviously the last lot went out. Oh and yeah. The newer lot, the newer lot from Boston came in, but I mean, whatever advice they're giving them, they've not done anything about it. They've not done, they've not done jack. They're just a, another pointless organisation. The problem, as such, though, is that there's no. <sighs> togetherness is there at the grassroots level 
It's what, within Bolton? No, everyone Well, else. yeah, you kind of think, would it have been a good idea when it was set up three years back to have got involved in organisations like the Bolton Berry League, just try and say, how about we have a bit of a collaboration to talk about how we can benefit from trying to help our Bolton Wanderers and how Bolton Wanderers can benefit by tra- trying to help out us. Yeah. I mean, and it just never... You, the first time... I remember when Matt and Midweek Sport had Ian Bridger, I think he was the first president or chairman or whatever, I just asked him the question. He gave, I remember it being a very wishy-washy answer. I just never clocked on at that point thinking, hmm, I'm not quite sure what is leading to this. Well, I have heard through the grapevine that Bolton Wanderers have never actually been all that popular with the local grassroots football clubs. I know for a fact that... Bolton Lads and Girls Club back at I mean, I'm talking about probably about 15 years ago now at least but they would not send players to Bolton Wanderers they would send players to other local teams because they'd had a bad experience with them in the past and that and I've, I've heard similar stories from other local football clubs because Bolton were not a good club to deal with in that respect when it came to talent and things like that and I have friends who had trials at Bolton Wanderers and were told we'll be in touch about this or we'll be in touch by this point and they just never heard from the club again and uh, the stories of professionals that that's happened to you know there's the story that Big Sam told a professional footballer I want to sign you I will speak to you I will ring you tomorrow and he never heard from him ever again and that's even sadder for the fact that his son Craig is involved in the set up a certain football club I mean, I don't know what the relationship is between Turton and Bolton or whatever, but or even if, let's be honest with you, when Sam Allardyce was at the club, he was the manager of the club, he wouldn't have been involved in the scouting of your local youth leagues and stuff like that. That would have been so far below his station that... But at least you got that feeling well, of togetherness, didn't you? Yeah. And at least the grassroots teams felt like they had something of a voice. Yeah, I mean, Just there's, there's nothing like that. But I think that's football in general. And again, because it, it's the haves and the have-nots and if you've got a bucket load of money you don't care about anybody else they just crack on with what they're doing but can you imagine if Bolton suddenly decided with the new setup, right we have to take a look at the local football scene here because yeah it'd be better there is a gold mine here that we're not tapping into definitely I'm not saying they're going to get you know the next Lionel Messi out the the Bolton League or whatever we don't know have a look you know have a look and, and cultivate relationships with these teams so that when they do have you know, a fourteen-year-old that's you've you've not you've you know let fall through the net previously, who's absolutely tearing up trees. That it isn't a major issue to go and get someone to have a look at them, and it isn't going to be a a battle with a club to get a look at the players. It's like bonding with the community as well, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah. it's supposed to be a community club. Yeah, and, and the, since well, you know, the, it has to be said, the community trust is the one shining light right now yeah. out of the whole football. I mean, club. The, and the the community trust and football in the community as it was previously like when I was at school and that I've always seen to have good outreach programs always seems to be going doing good stuff but that's it it's just that and like you say that should spread for the entire club and it's, it hasn't done for a long time and even like back where you know beyond Ken Anderson there was the communication from the club to the fans and to the community about what's going on has always been shoddy always it, there has never been a point where I, I feel that there was a good information outlet coming out of Bolton Wanderers to the local community. Ever, maybe. 
I mean, you know, not at least as long as I've been old enough to kind of consider that kind of a thing. Even when, you know, like, like I said, before the change of ownership, before we got Anderson and Dean Oldsworth coming in, you know, before that, there was just radio silence for months and months and months and months. And Gartside, before everything started to go downhill and they just, you know, batten down the hatches and wouldn't speak to anybody, he didn't seem like he wanted to be off TV at one point. He was always giving interviews about this and that. And then as soon as there was actual like questions to answer about his club and not about trying to close off the premiership to other teams, which is in hindsight it's probably because he didn't you know, we didn't want to spend the money to keep ourselves there, so we thought, well why not just lock the trapdoor? Which was obviously never gonna happen. But he seemed to be all over Sky Sports News and and, you know, whatever T V programmes saying that that's how it should be done and this is a good thing. And when you know I'm very high up in the Premier League kind of pecking order and all this, and as soon as we got relegated and there was stuff that people wanted answering about the club, nobody would come out and speak about it. Nobody. And then we got Anderson in and we started getting his notes from the chairman. <laughs> At least it was some communication. At first, I was like, "Well, this is refreshing." It was only you know when you got further down the line and you get you reading and thinking, "Are you on the same planet as me? Are you in an alternate dimension where everything's cushed it, or?" Are you just talking out your derriere? But it seems to have always been a problem, the communicating with the, the supporters and with the community. For, you know, going back from, going back to when we were in the Premier League, things just happen, you know, what the hell? I mean, I'm not, you know, it's not saying like, oh, I want to see scouting notes and who you're going to be trying to sign and what your plan is for the next match against the opposition, but just summer, you know, especially when we're in situations like we've been in over the last few years, because they're just not, told us anything and that's more frustrating than anything else and that's when you get people making stuff up and, and on social media posting any old rumour and causing chaos because everyone starts arguing about whether it's true or not you know there was a rumour literally today posted on a Facebook group that I'm on a Bolton supporters Facebook group that somebody had mocked up a fake Sam Allardyce quote on a talk sport background but when you looked at it closely, you could see that it had been very, very poorly edited together. <laughs> but it, as, when it was just like the, the a thumbnail in a tweet looked legitimate, saying that Big Sam had revealed that he was he had joined Football Ventures and how excited he was and all this with the proper TalkSport background. They'd mock this photo to make it look like it was a, a TalkSport screenshot with their Twitter handle and like from a Twitter thing. And it was like... Why? You've got too much time you on your sad, hands. You sad, person. Because <laughs> the, the, literally the only person someone would have made that was to wind up other fans. And what a waste of time and effort. Jesus. But that's what you get when people aren't being told what's going on. Or at least something. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be this is exactly what's going on. It just has to be this is the gist of it. We can't tell you anymore, but don't you worry about it. Or at least this story isn't true or this story isn't true. Because it's not like they're not releasing stuff. Because if they can't, Legally, spot on, fair enough. I completely understand that. I wouldn't want them to be breaking non-disclosure agreements because it's shaky ground. But you can at least come out and say that's not true. True. It's not even that. It's the false promises as well. Yeah. Like, it's going to be done by this week. It's going to be yeah. this day. This yeah. If if you if, don't know, don't say. If yeah, or when don't it comes raise hopes and just. Or when it comes to that day, go. Sorry, it's not going to happen today. There's been a delay. Yeah, but they don't. They just leave you waiting and waiting and, and, and waiting, and, and then suddenly a week later you get. Oh, it's going to be done by the end of this week, and nothing will happen. But there's no explanation. And there's no sorry. There's <laughs> just later on there'll be another report. It's going to be done at the end of this week. 
Well, only so many weeks. The only time they spoke out really is when the players spoke out and said yeah. that they're going to yeah. strike. Yeah. They, they quickly and came they out. And it was rubbish, dude. Yeah. And it was like a <laughs> Ken like, Anderson yeah. statement. It's, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, who am I going to believe, right? The players who have been through all this rubbish, or am I going to believe these, you know, these bankers that have become administrators and these, you know, these city guys that are only in it for money? And that's why the administrators charge absolutely ludicrous amounts of money. I mean, they're like, oh, people are going, oh, like, I can't believe we are, like Ken Anderson, at X amount of money, even if it's not what he thinks it is, even if it's mm-hmm. the what's been reported as this is what we've paid out on, which is what, what was it, like a million and a bit? Yeah, 1.5 million. 1.5 million. I bet we've paid the administrators for both things more than that in the time they've been here. Or by the time they leave, I bet we'll have paid them more than what Ken Anderson's getting paid back. Who's paying the administrators? The club. Yeah. Whoever takes over will have to foot that bill. Yeah, that's what I mean. And they're dragging it out longer than... Of course, and it wouldn't surprise me. And again, I'm not saying that this is true. This is just a wild theory from my head. But it wouldn't shock me if an administrator of any situation, not just the Bolton Wanderer situation, you know, just slowed things down a little bit because they knew they were earning more money if it lasted oh, of course. longer. Jim, if you've ever read Private Eye and you look at all the big four accountants and who they work with very exactly. closely in government departments, and then should a minister end up losing the job, they end up going working for the very same yeah, firms. It's, you know, it's it's a it's a very lucrative gravy train, isn't it? It's a bit odd that despite the Bolton friendlies against Oldham and Preston being called off. They did actually manage to have one yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I mean, behind closed doors. <laughs> all right, all right. So no, you know, False no crowd, no crowd policing, or no kind of not much in the stadium stuff to pay for. Just the players and the coaches and all that to deal with. But they took on Bradford and won it by two goals to one. Yeah. Um, now apparently, a couple of people had managed to get word from sources. Donaldson had played for Bradford. He was dreadful. <laughs> when they that, that really does shock me, guys. Um, in uh, fact, to be fair, we I played Donaldson playing for Bradford in that game. I can't believe we all, you know, we, we kept him down to one. <laughs> <laughs> Probably uh, the goalkeeper. Well, maybe. <laughs> oh, it was Remy Matthews apparently from the oh, squad that was released. So oh. there's your explanation. Right there. there we go, it's quite like a very yeah. strength. Team. If I see something similar to that on the opening day of the season against Wickham, I don't think I'd be too disheartened by it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't I, no, uh, I'd be quite pleased with that. And I think a few additional extras, what they said, so causing the pipeline, should that take over, be done. Yeah, I think it's our politics look good as well. Yeah, because we've had uh, we had that lad that played, we played for Blackburn last year come in, didn't we? Was that Conway trial. or Pringle? Oh, I think it might be Conway, but. Now I said that, I'll probably be wrong. I'll probably pick the <laughs> wrong one. 50 50 chance in it. But yeah, oh, so it just shows <laughs> that there is stuff going yeah. on. Yeah. Just have to get that bloody takeover of the line. And that seems to be what we're saying every week. Some of the players that were playing in that game are not signed on contracts. They're also waiting yeah. for it to go over the line as well. So Yeah, and fair play to some of them, though. Yeah. Because yeah. they're putting the trust in football ventures getting this takeover over the line. And if it doesn't end up happening, then what are they going to do? Well, that's the question. Because they're going to be well, they can they can do whatever they want. They don't have to remain on the club books. They no, can that's true. Leave free of charge. They can, but they won't be able to be registered for another club until until January now. 
if you well, not no no, but after that transfer deadline, well, it closes. It closes, doesn't it? Um, was it the eighth or the ninth? It's the, well, it's just before the start of the season. Isn't no, it? I think so in the in the lower leagues, it's the oh, end yeah, of August. It's the end of yeah, August, right? Bit. I think we read that it was the end of August. Just the Premier League teams, yeah. and championship because obviously they start at the different yeah. times. Don't so they? I think we've got till the end of August, which means that obviously the players will know by the, the opening game against Wickham whether or not they're going to be playing for the club so they've still got time to go elsewhere should that be the case yeah you'd, but yeah, but maybe some players are just kind of hanging around because they know that no bugger else wants them well talking about transfers Ostuma and McGuinness have handed in the notices yeah which again they, they, that I mean I've, we've said before you know it's just what happens if you've got that cha- if, you, if, you, if you've not been paid you've, you've got the right to do that but what makes what doesn't make sense to me and again maybe they're just thinking too many false dawns or whatever but if it's been reported this takeover is just about to be done, surely that you know why did you not leave ages ago? Or is it that a club's someone's tapped them on the shoulder and gone interest over here, pal? Do your agents give them a ring and gone, oh, such and such body's interested in you? Maybe yeah, you should leave Bolton. I have been a bit surprised by the fact that nobody has declared an interest in either one of them. Ostuma, I think we kind of sort of knew was Charlton Bend, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean he didn't play much last season, did he? So that's, that's true. probably what put people off yeah. you know he'd probably get started every game he scored season, in the game at the pre-season friendly behind closed doors against yeah. the Palette, or whatever he called mm. yeah he did but yeah I don't know about that I still remember McGuinness yeah, I'm sure there'll be some interest in them players yeah you'd imagine so but oh, I mean then we've had players that have tried to hand in the notice and we've just told them bugger off I don't get that if I, I, they've got the yeah. right to why, no. why are the administrators declining it yeah. I, that's I, I didn't even know they could decline it but obviously they can it's not like they're going to be doing you know declining it when they're not allowed to maybe there's certain situations for certain players maybe it's different maybe there's different contractual terms I don't know but it does seem a strange one yeah because Olkowski got to do it unless they had a certain deadline they had to do it before yeah. but then if, if it is then you'd imagine these are after it because we've already had people to de- Told that do one, or not do one, as the case may be. Mr. Connell could have gone and done exactly the same. Yeah, they denied it at first, seek legal advice, and all of a sudden he's now at Celtic. Yeah, so maybe maybe that was the thing. Maybe they thought they could deny it, and then they got the legal advice, and they were like, "Nope." Well, then they said it was a discrepancy between English and Scottish league rules, wasn't it? As well, what these English rules about players handing a notice? I'm sure if they didn't get paid after a certain amount of time. I'd imagine that was a legal yeah. thing as opposed to a football yeah. thing, and so it'd be the same yeah. across the country. But maybe you know Scotland do have some laws that are different because they've yeah. got the assembly up there. So maybe it's something to do with that. But that's what the administrator said, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a discrepancy in rules between England and Scotland. But if us team Ram McGuinness have handed the notice and then they do leave, that then well, it's it just worsens our problems, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's probably why the EFL are telling the story up. <laughs> yeah, but the NFL are probably players. telling us to hurry up because they're just fed up of having to do paperwork every time this happens. <laughs> the yeah. lazy gets. Exactly. You know, it's been a largely negative episode, probably for good reason. Yeah, so yeah. let's try and elevate the mood a little bit. The ladies' team that yeah. I need to really get in touch with for in time for the new season on the 18th of August, they've ended up getting a few new players in this week. Yeah. The, let's go through them right here and I've ended up copying and pasting them in some notes right here <laughs> thanks to Twitter Erin Slade is Come a feel the noise yeah. <laughs> Erin Slade is a striker she, she previously played for Mosley Hill and Yeovil wait is that right Mosley Mosley 
Mosley. 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 I don't know. All right, fine. Depending where you're from in. Mosley. Depending where you're from. Yeah, probably. Yeah, she previously played for Mosley Hill in Yeovil Town, and she's described as a strong player who holds the ball up well and is clinical in front of goal. So everything Clayton Donaldson is not. She's signing up for the men's team. Your other signings, you've got midfielder Emma Lyons, strong guard-working midfield player who will be a huge asset to the squad, and a somewhat, I don't know, controversial one, if you like, the former Bury captain, Lucy Golding, who's a good technical attacking player who will strengthen the squad. One thing I would like to see, is she one of those attacking midfielders that can play on either uh, side, you know, left, centre or right? Because oh, I, I don't think we see enough of them players anymore. No, I think that there's a there, there is in football though very much an attitude these days of if you've got a right foot, you play on the right hand side. If you're left footed, you play on the left hand side. Which it, I think is a bit daft, really, because if you've got someone that you want to play out wide but you want them to cut inside, then surely you want them cutting in cutting in onto the good foot rather than cutting in onto the weaker foot. Well, there yeah. you go. I suppose, yeah. One last thing to uh, cover before we wrap up this week's edition. We had something quite nice to end last week's episode on, so we decided to go down the same route. We ended up taking a few photos of a signed Bolton Wanderers ball. And, well, whose was it, by the way? Was it yours? Oh, there we go. But before you go through... (laughs) Ball. Singular. (laughs) Before you go through the names on the sheet, I want to get your thoughts, because... I don't think you already know I've got mine right alright yeah, well what year <laughs> they already know now. <laughs> well I already know because uh, oh yeah you told him oh, you, you told, told me yeah, that, yeah, that's Jim, failed Jim, isn't it Jim guess the year <laughs> but I've already told you yeah, I, know, yeah. <laughs> um, I forgot but no to be fair the, the, a couple of the signatures I I was kind of leaning towards if not that year I think it was the year after right. I was, it was, I knew the I, could, I got it down to like between two or three years and then. D- did we tell you, Chris? No, you no. didn't. I had no, no idea. It was just me. Was just me. What, what, go on then, have a guess, Chris. <laughs> I can't have a guess when I've got the answer in True. front of All me. Right. Go on. Come on, Anthony. Right. What kind of quiz show is this? <laughs> Not a very good one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never make it on ITV, will I? Can you imagine the chase if they pulled the answer? I've got a plaque here with answer on. Is this oh, one? Oh, I thought it was A, 2003, was B, 2004. Who wants to be the Oh, no way. Go on, Chris. Sorry, sorry. One last thing to say. I thought we were going to. They have to decide whether they want to share or to shaft. <laughs> what I love, though, is you put ask for the year, but people were guessing the names. Listen, which was good. I did two names on that whole board, yeah. but well, the year. Google helped you, didn't it? Oh, no, it didn't. He's got the numbers. This has gone downhill, this. Yeah, on a shirt. And I still have signed my shirt, so I obviously knew which one it was and, Ke- and the Kevin Nolan one is, is playing as yeah. day I think every single person all right, all right, Kevin all right, Nolan right. might as well have been done in print yeah exactly <laughs> go, <laughs> go on Chris go on Who, who's, who's got it right well let's go through them first of all what was the year by the way 2004 2004 5 or 2003 know, well we'll see Harold was correct over on Harold, the Facebook yeah, Harold page Harold was correct so cheers to you Harold for getting that one right Harold <laughs> Same goes for Rob Walker over on uh, the Twitter account as well. Oh, apparently his son got one very similar when he was a mascot. Ooh. Oh, well, that was nice. That was quite sweet, that. Mm. Kelly Howarth over on the Facebook page once again. 
got the year correct. Well, she now, also identified Nicky Hunt's signature. Ah. Was Nicky Hunt's name on there? <laughs> Must be. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was the right year, isn't it, for Nicky yeah. Hunt? Oh, yeah. Probably. The other name she got, Kevin Nolan, who we've already mentioned. Yeah. Stelios. Stelios? All right. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, legit. Was Stelios? Yeah. Oh, Stelios' name was on there. Stelios. Stelios. And his wife, Stella. There was another name that kept coming up, wasn't there? Oh, um, Barnes. Barnes, yeah. Anthony Barnes, the I'm most perfect sure set of her you've ever seen playing for Bolton. Never an error to play as Anthony Barnes. <laughs> I mean, he weren't the best fullback you've ever seen, but hey, that her was immaculate. That's all we needed. Does anyone remember when Anthony <laughs> Barnes said in the in like a, an interview that he'd love to play for Man United, and the Bolton fans weren't even angry; they were just like, "Are you having a laugh?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe Kevin Davis no. would have made it. Nope. Bit of a shame because I no, think probably would have come in the season after. Well, 2004, he signed in time for the start of the 2003-04 season, didn't he? As a trialist, lest we oh, forget. Yes, of course he came. I mean, on if, trial, he's, if his signatures, you know, you can't understand it, then maybe he's he on might the ball. Yeah, that's very, very <laughs> true. So yeah, quite a few correct answers. Joseph Green did guess Kevin Nolan. He was a bit out with the year 2007. Yeah. He ended up saying he got a player right though, yeah. so nobody yeah. can we'll say that. that away from him. Last one over on Twitter, and uh, I highly recommend getting this book. Something I need to do myself. Matt Clough, the man behind the autobiography of Nat Lofthouse that came out a few weeks ago. He ended up getting four players in, Nicky Hunt, Kevin Nolan, Anthony Barnes and Stelios. Yeah, but is he not cheating? Because what? he's he's a he's obviously you know, he's written a biography of a of a Bolt Wanderers player. Well, he he obviously, you know, knows his Bolt Wanderers more than other people. I'm not sure if he's too knowledgeable to enter these competitions. Well, he's only got four players out of a possible eleven. All right, give him a break. <laughs> some of them, some of them signatures the are quite difficult to Giving make. Give it a winning with boot, Danny here. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna <laughs> I bet that's a, a really you said good... I cheated, so he's obviously cheated. Well, I, I did as well, and it was my ball. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'll be... To be fair, though, like you're saying about the, the Nat Loftus biography, I think that'll be great, actually. Because Nat did bring out a book many, many, many moons ago. Yeah. Which I've got at home. I've, well, my dad's got it at home, and I read it. Well, it is house, but I read it. It is a really good read, and it's from... You know, it's written by Loftus with somebody else, but... Obviously, it didn't cover like, anything pretty much immediately after his football career, really. So it'll have, you know, this new one, will be, I should imagine, will be way more in-depth and uh, comprehensive about Nat Loftus from throughout his entire career up until, well, his entire life. So I think that's probably a book I'm going to read. If you're talking about Bottle Mondras-related books, Water Mondras, that's a very good one to yeah. read. Yeah, that's a decent one. I, I think I've... I read that like many moons ago, and I couldn't tell you much about it now. It's it's one of them. It needs it needs to go on the reread pile, really. Yeah, I think you're quite right there. Who put the ball in the Munich net? Oh, I've not read that one. That's a very good one. Ooh. Just detailing the two seasons that Bolton spent in the UEFA Cup, as it then was. Yes. And to be honest, the well, were, we, were we not in the first Europa League? No. Oh, was it just when they changed the UEFA Cup to the weird group concept but didn't change the name yet? Yeah, no, it yeah, was. Yeah. That's when it the ended The transition up. period. Yeah, the very <laughs> odd transition period. What Bolton's going through right now? <laughs> if this is a transition 
Yeah. Well, I mean, it kind of is. It is actually. Yeah, it specifically is a trend. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about that. But yeah, it's not a very nice transition, is it? Well, it's a very slow one. Mm. We might as well do this as the legitimate question in time for next week's episode. Ooh. Favorite Bolton Wanderers related books? Ooh. Oh, that's a good mm. one. Oh, I'm going to have to think about this because I've got a few. A few knocking around to do. Well, my only thinking is if you want to gear your brain up in time for the legitimate start of the football season, and next week's show is going to be perfect. I'm not going to be on it, by the way. <gasps> <gasps> no! Dun, dun, dun. Who's going to do the? Who's going to do the? the I know. The, the, the order, the running order. You're we're just going to come here. We're going to be like. You have to pre-prepare it. <laughs> yeah, lads, I'll do that. Not we'll like pre-prepare it. It'll just be me. It'll just be me and Dad dictating where we uh, go, which uh, could be anywhere. <laughs> Am I all right? Okay. I'll be in the corner. Oh no, you'll just you'll just go along with us. But yeah, yeah. Because if you like, if we let you dictate where we're going, you, you'd probably stay quite sensibly on Bolton Wanderers. We're going to go everywhere. We're just going to fly off on one. We have stone cold stunners everywhere. <laughs> you say next next week will be for the start of the season. It might not be next week. It could be a next couple week, of weeks. Join yet. us next week for either the season preview for Bolton Wanderers or a look back on the club that was Bolton Wanderers <laughs> anyway if you want to get in touch with us we're on Facebook Jim yes we are at facebook.com forward slash Talking Trotters and you can catch us on Twitter simply at Talking Trotters or you can email us talkingtrotters at gmail.com yes indeed and that's pretty much that from us good night Vienna bye bye yeah. in a bit